1: Three eight one one. By the way, they're looking at this Pennsylvania race, and they're saying that it's a uh, that it is a bellwether race for Trump. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I suspect if the Democrat had been the Republican, and the Republican had been the Democrat, the Republicans would have won that seat big time, given the charisma of one of the candidates, meaning the Democrat. And yet, let me ask you a question. All during the Obama years, the Democrats wound up losing a thousand legislative seats in state assemblies. They lost the House of Representatives in 2010, and they never regained it during his presidency. They lost the Senate in 2014, during his presidency. They lost numerous governorships. As a matter of fact, the Democrats held a record low number of governorships. Do you remember day in and day out the media reporting that Barack Obama is responsible for all their losses, the Democrat losses? I don't remember that. As a matter of fact, after they lost the Senate, Barack Obama made a pronouncement. He said, look, less than half the people voted, and effectively, he represents them. Didn't bother him one bit, and then he turned to autocratic rule with fiats and rulemaking and executive orders and all the rest of it. And yet every single race that occurs in the country is apparently a referendum on Donald Trump. Did they follow every single race that was taking place during the Obama presidency? And if the Democrats lost, they insisted that that was evidence that Obama was weak? I just thought I'd point it out because it's so stupid. The reporting on it is stupid. The constant regurgitation about the race is stupid. It's a seat that won't even exist because the Supreme Court... Pennsylvania is now radical left in its majority and they decided to rewrite the entire uh, congressional districts to change them all completely to help the Democrats because that's what judicial tyrants do. But I want to get on to something else. Now you've been watching today on the news and many of you have experienced it in your local schools. Your children... ...or your kids' friends and colleagues... ...walking out of school... ostensibly to protest guns. Now these efforts in these schools... ...are never to advance liberty... ...or constitutionalism... ...or private property rights... ...or capitalism generally. Walking out in schools to support the military or law enforcement, it's always to advance the left's agenda. Always to advance the left's agenda. Gun control. What else are they taught in school? Climate change. Sanctuary cities are good. Tax the rich. Redistribution is good. The American founding is illegitimate. These so-called great founders were white slaveholders... America is racist as a result. It was born in racism and it can never escape it and on and on and on. In other words, the radical progressive agenda, the radical progressive propaganda is now basic propaganda in our public school system. Forget about colleges for now. In our public school system that you pay for and have no choice but to pay for in your property taxes. If you don't pay for it, you're going to lose your home. And if you don't send your kid to that school, that local public school, and you can't afford a private school, or you can't take time off for homeschooling or whatever, you're going to go to jail. Your kids will be taken away from you. So these government schools have become propaganda mills. Whether it's genitalia assignment, bathrooms and gyms, Whether it's the school lunch program that's even politicized. Radical environmentalism is advanced. Capitalism is tracked on and on and on. How did we get here? How did we get here? Well, we've talked about this, but I need to expand on it. I need to underscore it. How did we get here? Because there's been an effort underway, ladies and gentlemen, for a hundred years. By the intellectuals, the intellectual progressives, following their philosopher kings, Hegel, Rousseau, Marx, et al. To turn education into the advancement of the progressive ideology. Now you don't have to believe me. As you know, those of you who are familiar with Rediscovering Americanism, and notice the subtitle, and the tyranny of progressivism. As you know, this is something we've talked about. We've talked about John Dewey. John Dewey was one of the great so-called intellects of the progressive movement. He was also quite the radical. He was in love with the the early decades of the Soviet Union, pointed to it. He had a little problem with the violence, but he thought he understood what direction they were trying to go into. And all of them had a deep admiration for Marx and Hegel. And all of them despised the Declaration of Independence in the Constitution. And this is one reason this Sunday at 10 p.m. on Fox, on Life, Liberty and Levin, we're going to have an extensive and compelling discussion about the American founding, the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution. Because, ladies and gentlemen, honestly, if I don't do it on television, who's going to do it? Nobody. Nobody. And I think you're going to have a hell of a good time watching it. Make sure your kids and grandkids watch it, too. But let's move on here. John Dewey wrote extensively. He wrote a book in 1916 called Democracy and Education. I just want you to understand the things that are happening today, things that are happening in our school system, the radicalism of the National Education Association, the American Federation of Teachers, the passivity or worse of most school boards, manipulated by administrators, and the lapdog PTAs and PTOs. There's a reason for all this. Here's what he wrote. This is way back 100 years ago. Now let me first say this before I read this. He was an early advocate, Dewey, of reconstructing education to comport with his notions of progressivism and integrate his ideology into the public school system. He was a renowned education quote unquote innovator whose influence throughout our, out academia remains considerable to this day. Dewey argued against merely teaching basic academic coursework which both teacher and student are to transcend. Where am I getting this? From my book. Indeed, education is to emphasize the general consciousness for the social community and collective, focusing on the students whom he called the immature. On the students, psychological development in this regard. Cognition not of individual thought, but of groupthink. Not of individual thought, but groupthink. Of course, the student is discouraged from absorbing the truths, traditions, and customs of the past, and rather is encouraged to be supposedly pragmatic and flexible and experimental. Now, here's what he wrote. Now, I'm not going to read the whole book, of course, of uh, John Dewey from 1916, but here's what he wrote in his book, Democracy and Education. He said it, It remains only to point out that the reconstruction of experience may be social as well as personal. Now what does he mean by reconstruction of experience? He means reject American history, reject the American founding, reject the principles in the Declaration. The world begins today with political science, with behavioral sciences, with social sciences. We're the experts, the trained and the educated. Educated and the learned drive society, wash out individualism. The individual will find meaning in the collective. Now let me go on. He wrote, for purposes of simplification, we've spoken as if the education of the immature, remember that's children, which fills them with the spirit of the social group to which they belong, where he's sort of catching up with the child with the aptitudes and resources of the adult group. In static societies, you see, if you're not embracing progressivism, you're a static, backwards, in fact, regressive society. In static societies, societies which make the maintenance of established custom their measure of value, the conception applies in the main, but not in progressive communities. They endeavor to shape the experiences of the young, So that instead of reproducing current habits, better habits shall be formed, and thus the future adult society be an improvement on their own. Men have long had some intimation of the extent to which education can be consciously used to eliminate obvious social evils through starting the young on paths which shall not produce these ills, and some idea of the extent in which education may be made an instrument of realizing the better hopes of men. But we were doubtless far from realizing the potential efficacy of education as a constructive agency of improving society, from realizing that it represents not only a development of children and youth, but also the future society of which they will be the constituents. Okay, he's laid it out in black and white. The purpose of education is to indoctrinate on the social and political policies, and principles, and objectives of the left, of the progressives. And that way, you see, we can improve society. We have to start at a young age. Now, do we condemn the existing approach to education for lacking socialization and the scientific inquiry demanded? Now, they use this word scientific. It doesn't mean what you think. You're thinking science, you're thinking chemistry, the physical science... They steal the term scientific and try to apply it to the engineering and conditioning and positioning and management of the human being and human beings in the aggregate, okay? So here he goes. He writes, the pupil learns symbols without the key to their meaning. He acquires a technical body of information without ability to trace its connections with the objects and operations with which he's familiar. Often he acquires simply a peculiar vocabulary. What he's saying here is the straight teaching of English, of reading, of mathematics, of science and history, it's not enough. In fact, it's counterproductive. That's what he's saying. He goes on. There's a strong temptation to assume that presenting subject matter in its perfected form provides a royal road to learning. What more natural... What more natural than to suppose that the immature, meaning the children, can be saved time and energy and be protected from needless error by commencing where component inquiries have left off? In other words, what is this? This isn't really education, you know. Just learning how to connect A to B and B to C. Learning a chemical combinations and what they do. Mathematical. Uh, equations and what they do, that's not education. That doesn't advance society, that doesn't improve society, he argues. The outcome is written large in the history of education. Pupils begin their study of science with texts, in which the subject is organized in the topics, according to the order of the specialist. Technical concepts, with their definitions, are introduced at the outset. Laws are introduced at a very early stage with at best a few indications of the way in which they were arrived at. The pupils learn a science, quote-unquote, he says, instead of learning the scientific way of treating familiar material or ordinary experience. The method of the advanced student dominates college teaching. The approach of the college is transferred into the high school, and so down the line, with such omissions as may make the subject easier. So he is lamenting. How education, traditional education exists and is taught. So what then? Now I'm giving you this in the context of what took place today. The walkout against guns. The teaching of climate change as a, as a science. Sanctuary cities now taught in our schools and supported. The redistribution of wealth and class warfare, the, the trashing of the American founding and the men who founded this country and so forth and so on. I want to continue with this because I think it's important. We'll be right back. love in. It that he and others created, and in fact, it imposed on society when it comes to teaching our children. He said, The problem of an education use of science is then to create an intelligence pregnant with belief in the possibility of the direction of human affairs by itself. Remember that constant reference to science really means controlling the mind of the individual. The method of science ingrained through education and habit means emancipation from rule of thumb and from the routine generated by rule-of-thumb procedure. Under the influence of conditions created by the non-existence of experimental science, experience was opposed in all the ruling philosophies of the past to reason, the truly rational. But now empirical knowledge meant that knowledge accumulated by a multitude of past instances without intelligent insight into the principles of any of them. Science is experience becoming rational. So these beliefs and truisms and all the rest you had in the past... Forget it! Open your mind to now! As if you don't, of course. The effect of science, as they call it, is thus to change men's idea of the nature and inherent possibilities of experience. Science carries on its working over a prior subject matter on a large scale. Thus ultimately and philosophically, science is the organ of general social progress. By science, they mean progressivism, propaganda, indoctrination. That's what you saw today. That's what was taking place with the staged walkouts, the pushing of climate change, sanctuary cities, and all the rest of it. I'll be right back.
0: Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811.
1: By the way, I'm going to get into other issues, too, including Rand Paul. You know, it's time for somebody to call this guy out, so I'll call him out. His shameful attack on Pompeo. His shameful attack on Haspel. Haspel was in a position, not she sought on 9-11... And thereafter, and did things to help protect this country. Rand Paul did nothing. He was an eye doctor. That's fine. But as he second guesses what our great patriots and warriors did, I want Rand Paul to know something. I want him to know about World War II. I want him to know what happened on Iwo Jima. Because my grandfather told me he's no longer with us. But he was in the Marines and he fought in Iwo Jima as well as as, uh, Guam. I want him to know that when the Japanese were murdering Marines, decapitating them, disbowing them, taking no prisoners, I want Rand Paul to know that the Marines decided that they couldn't take any prisoners at one point either and they killed the Japanese. They didn't capture them at one point during the battle, they killed them. Does Rand Paul know how war works? He has no idea how war works. And let me say this to John McCain. What you experienced by the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese communists was horrific and inhumane. But that does not mean forevermore going forward that every man and woman in combat and every man and woman who looks out for the national security of this nation cannot use both the legal and necessary means to protect this country. Your experience, as horrific as it was, is not the standard, and we are not doing to the enemy what was done to you. And to call waterboarding torture is to degrade and downgrade the word torture, as so many people use Hitler to describe people they disagree with, which is to dumb down all that name and that man, the evil that it entails. But shame on Rand Paul, who did nothing to help this country and stands there with the biggest leftists around, claiming to be the libertarian, but he's not. You need to protect their individual liberties. You need to uh, protect this society. And this enemy seeks to destroy us. And the methodologies that we are using in fighting this enemy is nothing like we used in World War II. Nothing. Nothing. Pinprick attacks. Habeas corpus. Red Cross visits. Pathetic. Let me get back to the final part about Dewey, So we have a a better understanding of what's taking place in our schools, and what took place today with the the students walk out, walk out. And by the way, this whole effort, supported by MoveOn.org, Planned Parenthood, something called the Women's Forum, and if you watched long enough, you saw the conga line of the most radical Democrats in Congress: Schumer, Blumenthal, the nut job from Connecticut, all on the stage with these kids. Because they've conquered our public schools, our government schools. Now Dewey's advocacy of education as a means to socialize a nation's youth toward a collectivist social and economic mentality was in keeping with his glowing critique of the Soviet Union's approach to education a few years earlier. You may not realize this. But the communist revolution in the Soviet Union, what became the Soviet Union, was praised up and down liberaldom. Up and down progressivism. Praised. So, after visiting the Soviet Union on December 5, 1928, and the Soviet Union at that point, a decade or so after the revolution, it was well understood ...what that country was... ...a fascist police state... ...he visits there December 5, 1928... ...and he wrote in the New Republic... "Quote ...that in the transitional state of Russia... ...chief significant attaches to the mental and moral... ...that is Marxism... Marxism ...change that is taking place... ...that while in the end this transformation is supposed to be a means... ...to economic and political change... For the present, it is the other way around. This consideration is equivalent to saying that the import of all institutions is educational in the broad sense. That of their effects upon disposition and attitude. In other words, he was praising the communist ideology and movement for its ubiquitousness in indoctrinating the population and ridding them of past history. Their function is to create habits so that persons will act cooperatively and collectively. As readily as now in capitalistic countries, they act individualistically. You see? They hate capitalism. The same consideration defines the importance and the purpose of the narrow education agencies, that is, the schools. So again, education is beyond formal Schooling, education must take hold in all ways, at all times. Take a look at our media today. It's about indoctrination. It's about driving their ideology. He went on. The schools, they represent a direct and concentrated effort in the Soviet Union to obtain the effect which other institutions develop in a diffused and roundabout manner. The schools are in current phase the ideological arm of the revolution. In consequence, the activities of the schools dovetail in the most extraordinary way, both in administrative organization and in aim and spirit, into all other social agencies and interests. You see, Dewey continued. He said, during the transitional regime, the school cannot count upon the larger education to create in any single and wholehearted way the required collective and cooperative mentality. Listen to that. The required collective and cooperative mentality. What does that mean? Groupthink. Groupthink. The traditional customs and institutions of the peasant, his small tracts, his three-system farming, the influence of home and church, all work automatically to create in him an individualistic ideology, they reject individualism. I've said this over and over and over again. In spite of the greater inclination of the city worker towards collectivism, even as social environment works adversely in many respects, hence the great task of the school is to counteract and transform those domestic and neighborhood tendencies that are still so strong, even in nominally collectivist regimes. Again, this is not theory, it's not an abstraction. This, 1928, he's celebrating the Soviet Union. John Dewey today is celebrated in government slash public education. His positions, his writings, his essays, his books are promoted, they're taught. Teachers are trained in college, whether they do so wittingly or unwittingly, on his principles of education. And that is why we have lost control of our public-slash-government schools. That is why the most powerful unions in the country are the NEA and the AFT. And they are 99% lined up with the Democrat Party. You and I, you send your kid to school, you don't realize what's taking place, you do say, what the hell are they teaching this kid? This is part of a bigger project. It's part of a bigger project that's been going on for a century and is reaching its pinnacle today. Whether it's in the school lunch program and the cafeteria, whether it's in the the different plays and musicals that take place, history clans, social studies, current events. They push the agenda of the progressive, of the Democrat Party. This is also why you hear some politicians saying, you know, we ought to lower the age to 16 so kids can vote. Well, sure, we ought to lower the age to 16 for kids to vote, but make sure young adults who are not yet 21 can't exercise their Second Amendment rights. And we ought to have open borders. So any damn person who wants to come in here, no matter, can come into the country, come into our system, immediately get on the welfare track, immediately become Democrats. Sure, what's wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen? Because progressivism is the faster child of Marxism. It knows no borders. State borders, national borders. It is an ideology. That's what you're witnessing today. I'll be right back. love Emergency food storage plants is the cornerstone of preparedness. Now, I've recently started doing that with the experts at My Patriot Supply. You've seen what happens when we have hurricanes and tornadoes, horrific fires and earthquakes. You need to protect yourself. I don't understand why people expect government to be able to step in and take care of them. That can't work. It doesn't work. Now, this is the week. To build that foundation. Today you can get this Mark Levin special offer for my Patriot Supply 2. Buy one four week emergency food kit. One four week. That's a full month emergency food kit for only $198 and then get one free. So that's two. That's buy one, get one free. Now one kit normally sells for $217. Purchase one right now at the low sell price of $198. And my Patriot Supply will send you an additional four-week food kit for free. And you put it away, you don't even have to think about it. Call 800-294-2325. Or you can go online. Go to preparewithmark.com. Now, these kits include breakfast, lunches, and dinners packed in rugged, you know, slimline tote. The food lasts in storage 25 years. It's shipped for free. Discreetly to your home. Now that's a purchase limit of two per order. Two per order. That's it. So supplies are limited. So do this now and know you've prepared for your family for the worst. Gives you peace of mind. Put it in the closet and you'll be set. That's 800-294-2325. 800-294-2325. Or preparewithmark.com PrepareWithMark.com. You know, particularly if you live in one of these areas that you know there's going to be a problem. And of course, if you live in an area and you don't know there's going to be a problem and there is one, you still got to deal with the uh, with the situation. So, I want to encourage you. Call 800-294-2325. Mark, do you have a kit? You bet I do. PrepareWithMark.com. All right. Let's go. Let me see here. Rich, Omaha, Nebraska, the great K-O-I-L. Go. Hello, great one.
2: Just want to make a comment, what uh, you were saying about John Dewey and how where our society is at now. Now, 25 years ago, um, I used to be a special ed teacher, and when I was going through teacher's college, uh, we had a teacher that loved John Dewey. So um, I, I wrote a paper completely rejecting him, uh, John Dewey. And at that time, I got an a because he actually allowed to dissent in his classroom. Mm-hmm. Now I would be kicked out. Um, mm-hmm. And also, we were forced to take multicultural classes at that time. And what the teachers would do, they were uh, good old leftist Marxists, and they would um, have you do, do the old communistic divide and conquer. So they would have like a radical idea, break up the class and say, do you agree with it? Most people would. I would not. Me and UG, a couple other people, and I would, when they would ask me questions about it, I would give them reasons and facts. And then they would move off of me, go after somebody else, who um, would be basically based on emotion. And then, you know, then they would win their argument,
1: and they would be all smug. Well, here's the thing: the purpose of multiculturalism isn't to learn about other cultures; it is to displace or de-emphasize our culture. Exactly. That is the purpose of multiculturalism. It is an attack on the American culture. Notice how many classes are taken about American culturalism. Did you ever take a class called American culturalism? I never did. No, no, never. And even was I, it ever offered? No. It wasn't f- offered during, when I went through school.
2: No, and my son is in eighth grade. He goes to a private Catholic school, and the teacher was uh, – now he listens to your show just just like I do – and she was saying how great socialism was. He raised his hand, and his sister was in the class, and he said, What about Venezuela? What about Cuba? What about Russia? She didn't know what to say. She had to move off the topic because nobody had ever challenged her. And even, and my wife is a professor at a Jesuit school, and you should see all the stuff that they want her to do. And it's, it's seeped everywhere. So, and I'm actually surprised.
1: And you know what? You don't even have to point to countries. Why don't you ask them to practice what they preach? If they believe in socialism, they should take a big chunk of their money and spread the wealth. They shouldn't experience capitalism. They shouldn't go to malls and so forth and so on. You know, they should, they can live as socialists if that's what they want to do. So do it! Right. All right, Rich. Excellent call. I appreciate it, sir. Maria, San Jose, California, the great KSFO. Go.
3: Um, hi, Mark. It's an honor to talk to you. I got my son hooked. He's in college now. He's listening to your show, too. And, uh, he's actually loves, loves your work so much. He has his own little radio show in his college, too. There he's you go. A great conservative, uh, freshman in college and fighting on the. We got, money. we got
1: a minute, minute and a half.
3: Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. I grew up in Soviet Union. And today's march that was organized probably by the likes of Soros.
1: Gabe? No, no, we know. It was MoveOn.org, Planned Parenthood, some woman's forum group, and, of course, you have to assume Soros or these other billionaires, star. I don't know. They get their money from somewhere, don't they?
3: Yes, and I I, I, I got actually scared because my 13-year-old is uh, very vocal about uh, constitution and political issues and gun control, but, you know, all of, the, all of this stuff. I actually got scared because it reminded me of organized marches, that I had to endure in my school growing up in Soviet Union. So I um, actually pulled my son out of school for the duration of the march so he doesn't get himself in trouble, so he doesn't get labeled as something that he's not. Um, and it's, it doesn't smell good. It's, it's just pure socialism. They're brainwashing these children and pretending that this is coming from them.
1: All right, my friend. Thank you very, very much. One of the ways you can fight this is in your own home, as parents and grandparents. When they try and indoctrinate your children or your grandchildren, you need to reverse course for them. You need to spend time with them. You need to go through American history and tell them how much we revere it and how blessed we are. You can create the patriots and the intellectual warriors of the future right in your own home. Just don't think you send them to school and they come home and they do homework and that's that. That's not that. I'll be right back. Some of the students during the student walkout today, this was highly organized. It was organized by MoveOn.org, Planned Parenthood, some women's forum group, very well funded. You can see the coordination between the leftist progressive groups, the leftist uh, progressive politicians, what took place in the classrooms with the NEA and the AFT members, and then, of course, the media. Now, here is a short montage of what some of the students were saying today. Cut six, go. We refuse to learn in fear. We reject turning our schools into prisons. Their right to own an assault rifle does not outweigh our
0: right
4: to live. Unless you can give me a real reason why you need it, you don't. You, you don't
5: need it. The gun control, the gun laws, you know, gun control policy should be strengthened. We have
2: archaic gun control laws for a 21st century reality. We've known the solution since
3: Columbine. But despite there being more than 200 school shootings since then, Congress has done nothing. We have to keep weapons of war from everybody. So I ask our Republican lawmakers, is their right to have a gun more important than our right to live? Um, I think for certain
4: um, lawmakers such as Bernie Sanders, you know, we want to show them that we support
3: them and that they'll have our vote if they
1: if, Oh, if they Bernie Sanders was uh, a Second Amendment advocate up to recently. But go ahead. All right. So you can see the talking points, the arguments. Somebody has to show me that they need something. There's been no education about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. No education about what's actually going on with guns and knives and killings in this country. None at all. And yet, we have our groupthink, which is exactly what the progressives want. Reinforced by the media, reinforced by politicians. Groupthink. It's a lot harder to think for yourself. It's called individualism, and again, they don't like individualism on the left. You know, we don't have organizations within schools or around schools promoting personal liberty. We don't have riots for personal liberty. We don't have marches for personal liberty. We don't have riots for the Constitution. We don't have marches for the Constitution. Absolutely incredible to me. Now, if this is a country based on needs and not rights, well then, there's a lot of things you don't need to live. A certain number of shoes, certain amount of clothing, certain size home, certain numbers of cars in a family, how many cook burners on a stove. Needs, wow, the government would take off with that. You don't need this, you don't need that. I mean, after all, it causes climate change. So the basic ideas of liberty aren't taught. And look, I'm not trying to promote this, but this is why I'm doing this Sunday show at 10 p.m. at Fox. And I know many of you will say, well, most of these kids aren't going to watch. Well, if you have kids and grandkids, you ought to watch. And after I do it, and within a day or two, it's on the Internet. Speaking of, by the way, I will be on Fox tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. ...on the Hannity TV show, again, on Fox tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, immediately after this broadcast. I hope you'll check it out. I'm asked to go on all their shows, pretty much. But I can't. I've got a lot of things to do. And I'm going to start another book in about a month, so I just can't do TV endlessly. I do radio, I write my books... Levin TV, which I think is spectacular, what we've been able to do there. And then, of course, Life, Liberty, and Levin. I don't know what else I can do. And I try and use each format to use a different methodology to promote our principles, our arguments, our beliefs. I want us to be on every conceivable platform out there. Even when I do this radio show, we're not just on AM and FM radio. We're on satellite radio. We're all over digital. You can get us on the Mark Levin app, or the iHeartRadio app. You can listen live stream. You can listen delayed stream. It's all archives on our website. And of course, you can download us on your iPod. So, this program is everywhere. If we have program directors or GMs at certain cities who don't want to air it or tape delay it, you can listen to it when you want to. Particularly for preempted. So we are everywhere, and we're all over with Levin TV on Conservative Review TV, our network, our brand new network, and of course on Fox on Sundays now. But tonight, just a reminder, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Hannity TV, and I'll tell you what, I am in a mood to deal with this Adam Schiff. I'm in a mood to deal with this snake oil salesman. I don't know what that means exactly, but it means I'm going to be grinding my teeth with respect to this guy. So you might want to check it out tonight. It's live. It airs live. So you heard that montage, groupthink, conformity of ideology, the progressive agenda. It's exactly what's promoted. You didn't hear anybody get up at that microphone, talk about the Second Amendment, individual liberty, Securing our schools, that was dumped on. Kamala's, Kamala Harris is a radical leftist. She wants to be President of the United States. May I ask you something? What qualifies her for President of the United States? She was Attorney General of California. Now she's been a Senator for about four weeks. Has she done something spectacular? Is there something profound? Is she particularly intelligent? I mean, why? But here's what she had to say about arming teachers. And look, Andy Pollack, who lost his beautiful daughter, Meadow, was on the program last night. And I agree with him. It's not about arming teachers. If a school district wants to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's about having professionals, whether they're teachers who are trained, police officers, military, retired, active, It's about protecting the classroom and protecting the schools. Physically protecting them. Just as we physically protect the House of Representatives and the Senate. Just as we physically protect presidents and ex-presidents. Just as we physically protect our airports and our airplanes. The idea that we do these things but exempt our schools because the ideological left, the progressives... Claim that they don't want more guns in schools, which is nothing but a platitude, is absurd. I don't want more guns on airplanes, but we have marshals and we have armed pilots. Thank God. I don't want more guns in airports, but we have airport security, police, sometimes military, and the TCA, and the TSA. There are some places where we do want more guns in the hands of responsible professionals. And I don't understand this argument, that especially when it comes to our children who cannot defend themselves, that we shouldn't apply the same rationale and the same physical protection to their classrooms and their schools as we apply to other venues in this country. It's nonsensical. So we have ideological obstructionists. Here is this Kamala Harris. Cut one, go.
5: I also have a concern when we talk about this of uh, the impact of ha- of having armed teachers as it relates to African American and Hispanic students.
1: All right. Well, now wait a minute. Remember, one of the other techniques is constant balkanization, constant promotion of the ideas of racialism and racism. Constant. These mass murders who go into these schools, they don't care about race, they're slaughtering people. Now the, the white supremacist who went into that church and killed black people, that's different. He went in there to kill black people. And he's going to die as a result of that. It's not good enough, but that's the best we can do. But when you have mass murders going in schools, they're not targeting people based on race, they're just slaughtering people. And yet here's Kamala Harris, turning this into a race issue. Let's start from the top, cut one go.
5: I also have a concern when we talk about this, of the impact of, of having armed teachers as it relates to African-American and Hispanic students. And here's why I say that. There is an overwhelming body of evidence that shows that harsh disciplinary protocols (laughs) disproportionately impact children of color.
1: Now, wait a minute. I don't even know what that means. Is she saying that there is hard? And I don't know what study she's talking about. That harsh disciplinary protocols disproportionately impact children of color. Is she saying that? those children are punished exclusively and entirely because of their race? And if that's the case, I have another question. Who runs the damn schools? The liberals do. The NEA, the AFT, and their administrators. Now, there are exceptions, but I'm not talking about the exceptions. I'm talking about the overwhelming rule. So the NEA and the AFT, which are... Precinct workers on election day, you notice most of your local contracts in your school districts, they call election day and and often the day before election day, teachers in-house work day. What it really does is it frees an army of over two million teachers to work the polls for the Democrats. Now these are Democrat institutions. They control them. They run them. The unions run them. And what Kamala Harris is saying is that these Democrat institutions cannot be trusted because they discriminate against minority children. Now that's as damning as it gets.
5: Go ahead. Said in the studies that talk about uh, what the rates are in terms of suspensions and expulsions from school. The FBI has done an extraordinary job, I think, of recognizing implicit bias among all professions, including law enforcement, and I would suggest that it applies to all professions. Do you have any concerns? Really,
1: does it apply to politicians? Go ahead.
5: That would result in arming teachers and the concern that we should make sure that if something like that were to occur, that there would be training around implicit bias. Let
1: Let me get this. Let me get this straight. So if we train and arm members of the NEA and the AFT teachers. Is she suggesting. That they're more likely to shoot black kids That they're more likely to shoot Hispanic kids? What exactly is she suggesting? That our teacher core, as it is, is filled with racists? And the FBI statistics bear this out? And that, apart from competency, trained up professional teachers who would learn how to use weapons if they don't know already, and under really difficult circumstances, if a mass murder comes into the school, or a would-be mass murder, that they would only shoot mass murders or would-be mass murders of color? What exactly is this idiot trying to say? And look how they politicize everything. We're trying to protect our classrooms and our kids. And she brings up race. And she implies that teachers are racists. Well, what else do you get out of this? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, let's go to Cory Booker, who's all but lost his mind as he tries to outflank Kamala Harris and prepares to run for president of the United States cut to go here
0: in Congress I've been here for five years multiple mass shootings thousands of people in communities like mine have died and we have done nothing
1: now wait a minute you were mayor of Newark you were mayor of Newark what have you done about it go ahead
0: not one thing from f- better funding the ATF to enforce the laws that we already have to banning weapons of mass destruction. You, to- you, know,
1: you know what's amazing to me here? The Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency for two years. What did they do? They ran through Obamacare and Dodd-Frank. They never addressed the immigration issue that they uh, slobber all over now. They never really could get the gun issue resolved that they slobber all over right now. Last time I checked, Trump's been president for what, 14 months? Obama was president for eight years. During most of that time, he had a Democrat Senate. What did they do? What did they do?
0: Go ahead. Universal background checks. Things are supported by over 80% of NRA members. We
1: have universal background checks. Go to a gun store and buy a gun. You will experience it. Go to a gun show and buy a gun. You will experience it. Then they'll tell you about the gun show loophole because they want to distract you. The gun show loophole is if Ernie wants to sell Sam one of his guns, he's free to do it. Now John Locke has been on this show and John Locke has explained based on FBI statistics that none of these mass murders occur as a result of Ernie selling his gun to Sam. None of them. So they're telling you about doing things that will have no consequence whatsoever. It wouldn't have mattered in Florida and the mass shooting. What happened in Florida was twofold. The FBI failed to do its job. And local law enforcement failed to do its job on multiple occasions and in multiple ways. That's the truth. It had nothing to do with race. It had nothing to do with AR-15s. It had nothing to do with the gun show loophole, so-called. It had nothing to do with people under the age of 21 having a greater propensity to kill people than, say, a 64-year-old. At a hotel in Las Vegas who slaughtered 59 people when the average age of mass murders we now know is 34. He says the federal government has done nothing. I don't expect the federal government to do anything. I expect these school districts to protect their schools. I expect these principals to protect their classrooms. I expect local law enforcement to train up people, to protect these facilities. And I expect school boards to get behind them and to finance them just as they do every stupid liberal idea that comes down the track. I don't expect nitwits like Cory Booker, Kamala Harris or any of the rest of them to know what to do to protect my children and my grandchildren. The federal government hasn't done anything. Tell me, what did the Broward School District do? That's the issue. I'll be right back.
0: Talk back to your radio, then you must be listening to Mark Levin. Pick up the phone and call 877 381
1: You know, just a few days ago, the news was filled with yet another revelation about the Equifax breach. Cyber criminals exposed the personal information of millions more people than originally reported. There's no reason not to protect yourself get the same coverage that Fortune 500 companies have been using for years for less than 10 bucks a month that's why i've partnered with my id care to bring you best in class protection from thieves who could empty your bank account or use your personal information for tax pension medical fraud you name it i use my id care and you should too i've switched over to my id care Credit freezes won't help you with tax fraud or other types of ID theft. My ID Care covers you for nine types of identity theft. Their great CEO, Tom Kelly, is so committed to your protection that he provides a 100% identity recovery guarantee if you fall victim or your money back. And I've talked to him, and he is not only a gentleman, he's not only a brilliant man, he wants to make sure you're taken care of. And he's doing everything he can to do exactly that. Learn more and get fifteen percent off at myidcare.com. Myidcare.com. Use promo code Mark. That's promo code Mark. Or we have a special, exclusive toll-free number for my audience only. That's true. They developed it just for you because we have a lot of people sitting in traffic, you know, during rush hour. Here's our toll-free number: eight six six three three four Three zero eight four. That's 866 3084 MyIDcare.com with promo code MARK or call 866 3084 And this cyber warfare stuff is way out of hand, folks. It's way out of hand. It's affecting you. It's affecting your credit cards. It's affecting your bank accounts. Nobody knows where it's going to hit. Nobody knows where it's going to hit next. So you really need to protect yourself with myidcare.com, promo code MARK, or call them at 866-334-3084. Now, Nancy Pelosi, now she's been in Congress for about 712 years. She was Speaker of the House when the Democrats controlled the House. Now she knows how to fix everything. They've already destroyed our health care system. They've already destroyed our immigration system. They've already loaded the courts with a bunch of ideologues. They're already destroying our constitutional system. If you'll just surrender more of your Bill of Rights, and they belong to you, 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 and you, if you'll just surrender more of your liberty, they'll have it all figured out for you, just like John Dewey expected. Here she is, cut, three, go.
3: Our congressional solidarity walk is is here to say, enough is enough.
1: Right, why is she always slurring her speech? Is it a dentures problem or what is it? Enough is enough. So the Democrats are out with these kids. The Democrats are out with these kids. You know, if these kids had left school and they're out with a bunch of Republicans promoting the Second Amendment parts of the First Amendment, or you name it, the Tenth Amendment, the Ninth Amendment. Now they'd be attacked. Go ahead.
3: Whether Orlando, San Bernardino, South Carolina, Las Vegas, Newtown, Sutherland Springs, Parkland, city streets, homes across the nation, there's been too much violence, too much heartbreak. The American people overwhelmingly support common sense action to prevent the tragedy of gun violence 97% of Americans support strengthening background checks
1: I don't even know what that means strengthening background checks They want to know if you've committed a felony they want to know if there's been domestic violence so what do you need to say We want to really 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 know if you've committed a felony we want to really 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 know if you uh committed an act of violence against your spouse What does this mean? We want really, really strong background checks. Have people slaughtered people because of poor background checks? No. People have slaughtered people because people in charge of background checks have screwed up. Like the man who slaughtered all those church-going people in Texas. He lied about his background on his background checks. Meanwhile, the guy, three, four houses away, a former NRA instructor, had a carry permit, picked up his damn rifle, walked across the street in his bare feet, and stopped that mass murder. Never talk about him anymore, do we? No. Then there's Chuck Schumer. They're all on Capitol Hill. Pelosi, Schumer, Blumenthal, and so forth and so on. They're all on Capitol Hill with these kids. With the Democrat groups, the Democrat party, the funding of the Democrat groups, the Democrat media covering every word of it. Here's Chuck Schumer, and by the way, Chuck Schumer talks about himself, as you can imagine. Cut four, go.
5: Now everyone's, I've been through these wars, I am the author of the Brady Law and the assault weapons ban. The NRA, the NRA has made me public enemy
1: number one, and I'm proud of it. Yeah! Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I thought Paul Manafort was public enemy number one, Mr. Producer. I'm confused. So Chuck Schumer's public enemy number one? I thought it was Paul Manafort. Who knew? Go ahead. And
5: we've been fighting for ten years. Every time the vice-like grip of the NRA on the necks Uh, of some of these politicians had succeeded...
0: But this time it won't. You want to know why?
1: Why? Why? But we have you, yay! And together we're gonna win. Ah, shut up, we're you idiot! Gonna win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if ninety-seven percent of the American people support this, and eighty-nine percent of the American people support that, why won't they propose an amendment to the Constitution? They don't even propose one if there's this overwhelming, vast majority of the American people who think what Schumer stands for and what Nancy Pelosi stands for is just common sense, what's the problem? Amend the Constitution. Use the process. But they won't. They're going to wait for a court one day that's loaded up with left-wing judges, just like it was during the New Deal, so they'll get everything they want through unelected, lifetime-appointed Supreme Court justices. Let me tell you, that day's coming. That day's coming. Now, Bernie Sanders is on Capitol Hill, a whole conga line of leftists. Bernie Sanders, who used to support the Second Amendment, being from Vermont at all, now he wants to be president, now I don't know about that anymore. Cut five, go.
0: (laughs) this country, people are sick and tired of gun violence.
1: Now, let's stop. Since when does the left have a monopoly on being sick and tired of gun violence? With their soft-on-crime judges. With their let's-get-these-felons-the-vote. With their so-called criminal justice reform. Letting out drug dealers out of prison. Since when has the left supported police officers? You see, if we lived in the world of the left, our police officers would have their hands tied behind their backs. They wouldn't have the equipment they need to confront a mass murder. You would be totally disarmed. Teachers couldn't be trained because they're all racist, as we heard from Kamala Harris. And if you did, eventually nab one of these potential perpetrators they'd face liberal judges soft on crime judges and according to the left a racist criminal justice system where there's systemic racism so how do you protect the country how do you protect a person when you have the mindset of the left go ahead
0: and the time is now
1: so the NRA, they attack the NRA like it's uh, the KKK or a neo-Nazi group. And this is what they do with these Alinsky tactics. These Alinsky tactics are Stalinist tactics. You just tell that big lie over and over and over again. You take a, a law-abiding association with 5 million members who volunteer to pay dues to be members because they want the NRA to protect their Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment. Not the other way around. And you keep turning them into the enemy, turning them into the devil, turning them into an evil force. That's what you do. I remember when they did this to Richard Mellon Scaife years and years ago. They do it to the Koch brothers, they do it to whomever. They are indoctrinating young people to hate the NRA. Now, here's my question to you. Who has killed more human beings? The NRA or Planned Parenthood? Hello, hello, hello. Who has killed more human beings? The NRA or Planned Parenthood? Because Planned Parenthood exists primarily for one reason to promote abortions and to conduct abortions. So let me repeat it a third time for the slow-to-hear liberals. Which group has killed more human beings? The National Rifle Association or Planned Parenthood, which you and I subsidize? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. You see, Putin is uh, killing people again. He's such a scumbag, and he's such a liar. Oh, how dare you accuse us of using our uh, weapons-grade poison? We traced it back to you, you half-wit. You POS, former KGB. You know, it wasn't long ago, ladies and gentlemen, when we had some of our friends, particularly in the nationalist populist uh, crowd... Uh, whatever that means, who were uh, who were high on Putin. And they, they felt the need, and not just them, even pseudo-conservatives. They felt the need to promote Putin as a way of denouncing Obama. You don't need to promote Putin to denounce Obama. You denounce them both for different reasons and in different ways. Putin is a killer. Putin is a fascist. Putin is a power-hungry individual. Now, he's now violating the sovereignty of other countries, including Britain, repeatedly now, by killing individuals who have escaped his tyranny and have joined the West. And so they're poisoning them, much as Kim Jong-un poisoned his half-brother. And in doing so, other people are getting sick and poisoned as well. Now Putin walks around like he's a tough guy. He's not a tough guy. He's a small puke who's taken over a country. He's taken over a country. Russia... Is much smaller, obviously, than the old Soviet Union. Russia's economy is quite small. Russia's economy is not diverse. So Putin pours a lot of his money, the country's money, into his military. And like the Red Chinese, and that slob Xi, who walks around smiling while he murders people and throws them into the gulags and is. And is now destroying all the advances that have been made in China. He's stolen our technology too. And used it to build up his military. But now Putin. Murdered a couple more people in Britain. And I have to say the Prime Minister of Britain has stood up to him. And we should join them. And so should every other free or quasi-free country. Back in 2013, as a result of Barack Obama's appeasement of Putin and Russia generally, and Mr. Producer will find this, I said, we now have a new Cold War. You've heard people say it more recently. you heard people say it subsequently. But 2013 was the first time this came up. And I mentioned it behind the microphone. We do now have a new Cold War with Russia and Russia's allies which now includes Red China. The hard work of past Republican administrations to break China from Russia starting with Nixon was destroyed by Obama. The hard work of destroying the Soviet Union to enable Russia to embrace republicanism, small-r republicanism, under Ronald Reagan, was destroyed by Obama. Destroyed by Obama. All the efforts that were starting to pay off to bring down the regime in Iran through sanctions and currency manipulation and a hundred other things, destroyed by Barack Obama, who reversed course and ensured that the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran would receive $150 billion. And also ensured, as Netanyahu said, that by a date certain, they will have ICBMs with nuclear warheads, regardless of their behavior in spreading terrorism, attacking our Navy, overthrowing the government in Yemen, You know, involved in provocations with Saudi Arabia and Israel and all the rest of it. This is why it is so damn dangerous when the left takes over our government. The elected parts of the government, they essentially control the unelected parts, most of the judiciary and all of the bureaucracy. All right, let's take a call very quickly. Oops, 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 I forgot something. Casper. Can you imagine test driving a car for a hundred days? Or having a hundred days to break in a new pair of shoes? A hundred days to do anything? To use a toaster, a dishwasher, a washing machine? You know, this is what Casper's doing. Giving you one hundred nights, that's over three months to test the Casper mattress. Seriously, a hundred nights. The Casper mattress has a unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment. So you feel perfectly balanced and comfortable. And I have a Casper mattress. That's what I sleep on. I can attest to it personally. It ships for free. And how do they do that size box? And if you don't love it, they'll come pick it up and give you a full refund. Now, nobody does that. When the choice is to test a mattress by sleeping on it for 100 nights in your home or trying one in a store, that's a no-brainer. Take Casper's 100-Night Sleep Challenge. You'll get a great night's sleep, guaranteed. Take your mattress... Lean it up against the wall and get yourself a Casper. And I'm going to make it easy. Right now, when you go to casper.com slash mark and use code mark, you save $50 on select mattresses. Again, it's casper.com slash mark. When you get there, use code mark and save $50 on select mattresses. Casper.com terms and conditions apply. I want to remind you, in less than 90 minutes... I will be on the Fox News channel on my buddy Sean Hannity's TV show, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And I'm ready to roll, and I hope you'll join us there. I'll be right back.
0: From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number eight seven seven three
1: eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. All right. This is from August twenty thirteen. Now we'll move along. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, there is, as we predicted yesterday, not because I'm in the prediction business, I just know how these fools operate, a concerted effort to destroy Gina Haspel, whose great crime was defending America through very, very difficult times after 9-11. She had a relatively senior position in the CIA. You might say that she was a combatant against the Islamo Nazi enemy who slaughtered Americans. And because she was so good at what she did, because she was a patriot, she's now under attack by the fools out there who equate waterboarding with torture. Waterboarding is not torture. It's never been torture, and just because they say it's torture, doesn't make it torture. And yet it was something that was said by the Department of Justice to be legal and constitutional. But it doesn't matter. Now here's Senator Chris Murphy on MSNBC last night. This guy is truly loathsome. Cut eight, go.
0: She oversaw a black site uh, in uh, in
1: Thailand. In that black site, uh, suspected
0: terrorists who were detained uh, were subjected to waterboarding one 83 times in a month. Uh, They were uh, denied sleep, loud noises played, put into coffin-like confinement boxes. Is that
1: disqualifying? All right, so first of all, Mr. Hayes is a very good reader, well, quasi, Uh, as that came from an article that I pointed out to you last night would be used by the media was put together by the Associated Depressed and the Boston Globe. These are allegations made by a radio entity called Publica Pacifica or something like that, and also the ACLU, among others. Now it's being used to try and destroy this woman, who's been who was just made deputy director of the CIA. Now what does Senator Murphy have to say? Go ahead.
2: Uh, It might be. Uh, She clearly presided over a uh, massive illegal operation that uh, violated both U.S. law and international law. No, she didn't.
1: No, she didn't. Was she charged by somebody with massive violation of U.S. law and international law? That's not what the Justice Department said. That's not what the president said at the time. This is a really despicable human being. What did Chris Murphy do to help protect us after 9-11? Not a damn thing. He's a hack. He's a leftist. And they passed judgment on this woman like this. Where's the uh, National Association? What, What is that women's group? Now, National Organization for Women. Where are they? Nowhere. Now we're busy pushing abortions. They're nowhere to be found. Or any of these other women's groups? Go ahead.
2: Um, I'm sure those orders uh, came down from above her, but that is no excuse. Uh, I don't know her particularly uh, well, and so...
1: Yeah, but you're against her. You're a moron, and so we dismiss you. Now, Rand Paul can always be counted on to be a, uh, a very, very weak senator when it comes to national security. And don't tell me... He's standing up for civil liberties. Maybe Mr. Paul is not aware of what terrorism is. Maybe he's not aware of why we call it terrorism. Or we call them terrorists. Maybe he's not aware that when we capture them, they're not prisoners of war. Because they don't follow the rules of war. Maybe he's not aware of that. Maybe he's not aware that the Geneva Convention has never treated terrorists like soldiers fighting for a country in an army. Terrorists don't dress like soldiers for a reason, because their intention is to slaughter as many innocent human beings as possible. Now, we can have a debate about this, but that's the law, international law. And they keep sounding like a code pink leftist, and calling waterboarding torture doesn't make it so. And they keep talking like a code pink leftist and trashing this courageous woman while you were an eye doctor down in Kentucky, and I have nothing against eye doctors, but she was not an eye doctor in Kentucky. She was a senior official in the CIA protecting this country. And it is not libertarian to oppose the security of this nation in wartime and that's exactly what it was you cannot uphold the constitution individual liberty the bill of rights all the things we cherish and revere as much as Rand Paul when there's an enemy afoot and Rand Paul may not know this but it's not until recently that the Supreme Court has ruled that habeas corpus even applies to terrorists. Prior to that, it did not. And as I said at the beginning of the show, Rand Paul must not be familiar with how we won World War II and the casualties that we took. And these, these modern-day politicians just blithely, blithely dismissed the efforts by these patriots. Who are fighting true barbarians, and then they seek to punish them by denying them higher office. It's despicable. It's a perversion of libertarianism, an absolute perversion. And I don't need lectures from Rand Paul about civil liberties or his father. And I don't need lectures from Rand Paul about libertarianism. I've been studying it longer than he has. Go ahead. Well, there was a book written about the uh, torture treatment, the waterboarding, and some of her comments... Notice how he talks like a leftist. The torture treatment. The torture treatment. So trash America. Like a leftist. Trash our patriots who follow the law. Like a leftist. Use the language of a leftist to advance your point. Go ahead. Well, uh, the man can't breathe, and he's
0: choking on saliva and water, and she's saying, oh, you're a good actor. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I can't believe a grown man's crying because of this treatment. And it almost seemed to be a little, a bit of glee in her voice that she actually enjoyed the torture. And I think that's not who we need to lead the CIA. There are many career officials at the CIA who would be perfectly competent to do this, but we should not. Well,
1: she's the one the president of the United States chose, pal. Despite your little caricatures here where you're now smearing her, trying to suggest that she's very evil and very sick. You know, maybe you can sit in for Joe Scarborough from time to time. You don't need to assassinate her character, Rand Paul. Just tell the American people. You oppose all these techniques, all of them. You opposed what we did during World War II on Iwo Jima. You opposed all these efforts because you're a book libertarian. Do you know what that means? And he's not alone. That means they're pure theoreticians. Theoreticians. Now, you know me. I believe strongly in philosophy. But philosophy means nothing. If it's not properly applied to what's taking place today. Philosophy means nothing. We try to advance our cause of liberty. We try to advance our cause of constitutionalism because we see tyranny. But tyranny is not when this woman was trying to protect our country, follow the constitution as the rules and the rules as explained by our justice department. And just because Rand Paul proclaims and a handful of others proclaim that this is torture doesn't make it so. As they bastardize the language like the left does. How many people were saved as a result of water torture? Do we know? Yes, I'm using Rand Paul's language. How many people were saved? How many terrorist events were stopped? Well, there you go, Mark. Don't you believe in due process? Terrorists don't get due process. Where did that come from? In the middle of a war? In the middle of a war? POWs don't get due process in the middle of the war. They're held captive until the end of the war. But the problem with terrorism is it's not a declared war. There is no end of the war. And they don't fight by, quote-unquote, the rules. And the Geneva Convention recognizes that, recognizes that terrorists or enemy combatants are not the same as soldiers or POWs. Rand Paul, does not. And he gets on this high horse, and he lectures you and me about liberty and individualism. Now, here he's dead wrong, and he's dead wrong a lot when it comes to foreign policy. Ooh, you must be a globalist. Ooh, you must be a neocon. Ooh! You must be an Israel firster. No. I'm an American. I'm an American who believes in securing this country from our enemies. foreign and domestic. Much love. more than an hour, I will be on Hannity's TV show on the Fox News Channel, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we usually have a good time, but we also usually are right on point. So I hope you won't miss it a little over an hour from now, that's all. If you're listening to the program live, let's take a few calls. Greg, Oklahoma, XM Satellite. How are you?
6: Hello, great one. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, just want to make one quick observation before I get to my main point. Those people in Washington, D.C. know, don't they, that when Chuck Schumer says the word, we have you, he's spelling that E-W-E.
1: Yeah, all right.
6: <laughs> but anyway, I just want to make a quick comment that, you know, if you look at these young people, they probably don't realize. And I've had some interesting discussions with some of them lately, and I'm a lifetime NRA member. Uh, never abused anything, but they don't really understand that if we use tactics that they do, that they are all extreme racist. Now Cory Booker touched on it, but how come none of these people were protesting when we had the five, you know, thirty-seven people killed in South Chicago on a weekend? They only come out when it's upper-middle-class white children. I know that. And it's,
1: and, it, is- and it's horrible that we have these debates and discussions, and the Democrats push us in the corner against the wall on this stuff. Because we need to push back, but, and I know what your point is, that most of these wonderful human beings who were slaughtered in Florida were not minorities. And most of those who are slaughtered in the inner cities are minorities. And we didn't have a walkout of students, uh, you know, three months ago, two months ago. We don't have it every weekend as a result of the slaughters that take place in the inner city and so forth. And we never will. And, and that's, that's your point, and, of course, you're right.
6: Yes, sir. And I just, that's why I threw in the youth aspect. We're sheeple that are being led, and probably a lot of them don't really know why they're
1: out there. But what, that's that. what indoctrination is all about, and they're being indoctrinated. All right, my friend. Thank you, Greg. Let's go to another Greg. Tri-Cities, Washington State on the great KFLD. Go.
0: Hello there, Mark. Um, you know, a couple, two, three points I wanted to make here concerning this uh left-wing gun agenda anti-gun agenda you know if they're so concerned about saving lives uh, look what they did about the uh, fast and furious um, that whole uh, ordeal there um, is just absolutely despicable and what about the all the illegal aliens that are pouring in here that commit crimes left and right there's probably more people killed every day
1: by illegal aliens driving well by. I, I don't know if that's true or not so I can't uh, I can't uh, agree with you there. I just don't know.
0: And then here's, a, here's one. What about the uh, Iranian thing? You know, we're not talking about a school shooting. We're talking about a potential entire city being vaporized, allowing the number one terrorist-sponsored country on the planet. How about
1: this one? The way they trash the cops. Yep. They're always in there. How about this one? The way they trash the United States military. How about this one? The way they insist on leftists being on the court, who are soft on criminals. How about this one? This criminal justice reform where major drug dealers who plead down in order to have shorter sentences are going to be let out on the streets. How about all those?
0: Exactly. And they always seem to be
5: defending
1: the... I got another one. How about these environmental rules that kill people like the cafe standards that make vehicles lighter? Exactly. How about... I got another one. How about the outlawing of DDT? Which saved millions of lives in Africa and Southeast Asia, where they have, obviously, epidemics from malaria resulting from mosquitoes and so forth and so on. How about that one? Oh, I got a thousand of them. All right, Greg, very good call. I appreciate it. How much time do I have, Rich? Nancy, Atlanta, Georgia, the great W-Y-A-Y. Quickly, please, go. Hey, how are you? Okay.
3: Um, I just wanted to comment on um, Ms. Harris. It's pretty obvious what she's saying. They don't want to arm anyone in the schools because it doesn't line up with their gun control talking points.
4: So the only way they can sell it or spin it is
1: to throw the race card. And instead of getting to the root You roof, know what that is? That's sick. To use the language that's been used against our president by Democrat after Democrat by CNN and MSNBC host after host by this uh, preposterous professor of psychology at Yale Kamala Harris sounds to me like she's mentally deranged what do you say Nancy I know the 25th amendment doesn't apply to members of the Senate but I think there's a screw loose there I'll be right back
0: The nation's town hall meeting.
1: And you can join in at 877-381-3811. Here's some exciting news. Simply Safe is a company that's been around for many, many years. They've transformed into the fastest growing home security company in the nation. Now they protect over 2 million people. Well, they just released their brand new home security system, the all-new Simply Safe. Now, this system's been completely rebuilt and redesigned. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. Now the all-new Simply Safe was redesigned to be practically invisible and powerful sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. Now you know who will notice them: intruders. Simply Safe spent years building this system. They added a great deal to it, but you still get the same fair and honest price, 24/7 professional protection. For only $15 a month. And with Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts. It's cutting-edge technology. No hard wires. It's just what you need. This new system is smaller, faster, and stronger than anything they've built before. But the supply is very limited. So go to SimplySafemark.com right now to order your system. Now, if you think I'm just saying that, it's true. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke to them and they said, um, We're running low on orders. We're trying to manufacture as many as we can. So I want you to get in the front door and get this done. That's simplysafemark.com to protect your home and family today. Simplysafemark.com. Corey, Jensen Beach, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. How are you?
0: Hey, Mark. How are you doing this evening? Okay. I just wanted to discuss something real quick. I had this uh, rabbi, I think he was. I heard him say, um, you know, in education, they used to talk about and teach the three R's: reading, writing, and arithmetic. And nowadays, uh, the kids go to school and they learn the three S's: socialism, secularism, and sexuality. And I thought that was a pretty good saying. Wow,
1: that's a pretty good rabbi you have there.
0: Yeah. No, he's not my rabbi. I wish I knew the guy's name because I heard oh. him. I heard him on the radio. I'd give him credit for it, but it was a really good, uh, you know, good thought. So you're but in anyways. Florida? Correct, Jensen Beach.
1: Yeah, I hope to permanently move there soon, seriously. Taxes here are crazy where I live. All right, my friend. I appreciate your call. Let's continue. Ann, Detroit, Michigan, Sirius Satellite. How are you?
4: I'm good, Mark. It's an honor to talk to you. Um, Thank I, you. I I know I'm limited on time. I'm a public school teacher uh, near Detroit. I've been a public school teacher for 16 years.
5: Mm-hmm. And
4: I'm a conservative. Every one of my colleagues knows it. Um, I just want to say that not all- and By the way,
1: by the are, way, isn't it saying something terrible? I mean, really, about this country. And I have people in my neighborhood, several of whom are conservatives, and several of whom are just not leftists. They're teachers, and they have to keep their opinions to themselves for the most part. And this is public education, presumably. Go right ahead.
4: I, I'm, I'm a person who's actually opted out of the union. It finally happened this year. I'd had enough. I crossed the picket line in my district within the first two months of, of coming out of an inner city school district and being so happy to get a teaching job um, where I would feel safe only to be thrown into the union's use of me to get their own agenda pushed and I it was by hard. the way, you're lucky.
1: I can't get out of my union. You know what my union is? What's that? Screen Actors' Guild for God's sakes. Oh, I pay these flunkies a fortune every year. I despise the screen actor guild. Every time the Oscars are coming, they send me, "Oh, look at this DVD. Look at this." I throw them all away. That's awful. Anyway, go right ahead. No, I was able I was actually able to find
4: a Christian educators union that I happily joined and I tell my colleagues about it all the time. The bottom line is as far as um, this whole entire agenda is going, not all the teachers are there? Not all of them are these leftists pushing the agenda. They're oh, I'm starting the lights. Right. The lights are starting to come on. Mm. And on top of it, I mean, we're dealing with a generation. I mean, I know who who was on TV and down in Washington with Chuck Schumer and everyone today. That's not our, our typical kids. When I asked my middle school students, you know, when they were asking me, well, what's going on at 10 o'clock? I don't know. You tell me what's going on at 10 o'clock. Are you walking out? I mean, there was no. Like, I believe.
1: I listen. I believe you're right. Or there would have been a million kids down there.
4: Standing up for it. They did not know this had to do with gun control.
1: But, but listen to me. I believe you're correct. But I also know for a fact the extent of the indoctrination that goes on in these buildings. And it's terrible. Go right ahead.
4: It is. And I guess the thing I want to say is people, the teachers that I work with in my district locally, are starting to wake up when when they look back on a strike where they didn't cross the picket line, they're like, wait a second, what did we stand up for? All of that's changed. I wish I could take that back. And the lights are starting to come on. So don't lose faith in some of your educators. They, they have to be quiet. They have no, to no, no, no. Look, yourself.
1: I said there's exceptions, but on the other hand, I'm not a Pollyanna. I know what the NEA is and the AFT. I know there's about 30% of you who are kind of Republican. I know there's a smaller percentage who are actually conservative. Uh, but the overwhelming majority are what they are.
4: I'm absolutely the conservative. You just said
1: you're one of the few attended. conservatives in your I am, school. I am, I am. Well, there the you
4: other, go. I want to say, other quick point I want to make is, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about, oh, Trump wants to arm teachers, and, you know, that's not going to work out. What about arming the schools? Like you've said, how is
1: that just falling through the cracks? I oppose that, too. We don't want more guns in the school. Now, how stupid is that? yep like like you're just going to have a gun show in the middle of the school. That's the impression the Im- image they're trying to conjure up. That's not what's happening. You'll have trained professionals, but look, they'll put down anyone and everything. You heard Kamala Harris, you heard what she said about teachers. She essentially said they're racists. You can't count on them look, look how they treat minorities as uh, disproportionately as opposed to whites, and what will you do with guns, you teachers and I'm going what? What are you trying to say? That they would shoot minorities? I mean, I don't even know what the hell she's trying to say, but it's it's quite devilish what she's trying to say, the implication that she's creating, and of course bringing race into it, like that has anything to do with anything. Okay, let's pretend every cop who's put in these schools is a minority. Would that make her happy? Of course not, because they're cops. She doesn't like cops. All right, Anne. thanks for your call. Well, let's continue. Jeff, Connecticut, the great WABC, go. Hey, Mark, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say, can you imagine the outrage if a Republican, any Republican suggested that teachers were racist? And the thing that's really striking is the fact that there's no reaction from the NEA or anybody. Well, it's even worse. There's no reaction from conservatives. There she is saying that. There's a video of it, which means there's also an audio of it. I play it. And the obviously li- the obvious implication is from her is that teachers, not all of whom, but many of whom, if not most of whom are Democrats, who are loyal to the NEA and the AFT, are apparently racists. Yes. And you can't have racist teachers with guns. <laughs> what the a- hell else was she saying? Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And by the way, Mark, Thank you very much. You're a one-man army. You're educating the whole country, and thank you. Well, I want to thank you, my friend. That's very, very kind of you. I try and do this job a little differently than most. I try to do my Fox show a little differently than most, and, of course, we have our great CRTV with Levin TV. That's why we do these things. James, Denver, on the Mark Levin app. Yes, James.
0: Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. You know, know, James,
1: uh, James, count yourself among the lucky. Because the Minnesota Vikings were foolish enough to take the Redskins quarterback, Cousins, who hasn't won a damn thing, and to pay him an absurd amount of money and a guarantee of $84 million over three years. So in other words, if he hurts himself or whatever, he's still going to get paid. And this guy has never helped the Redskins have a winning season. I can't tell you how thrilled I am he's not in Washington. But I don't know what Minnesota was thinking. That's just my opinion. Luckily, Denver, you didn't do that. You took the Minnesota quarterback. You saved $10 million a year to spend on the rest of your team. And he performed better than Cousins has ever performed. Now, that's just one man's opinion. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, L.A. uh, certainly
0: throws money where it's warranted, but I don't think he saw the value in that one. So, uh, I agree I didn't either. You. Yeah. But, uh, uh, on this whole school walkout thing, uh, as opposed to just getting angry and protesting about it, I think we might be missing a golden opportunity to expose the educators for the hypocrites they are. Because let's say that we organized and we decided we were going to have a walkout for a cause, say, you know, the right to life or something that lean conservative. Um, I wonder if the superintendent would have sent out the email he sent uh, letting all the parents know that, you know, they will be creating a safe space and, and supporting all the kids and their right to have a, a peaceful opinion, and yeah, right. uh, they'd be providing them the option to walk out peacefully, and uh, all opinions would be respected. I just wonder if uh, they will be taking up that same action if it were for
1: a cause that. They- well, you're right. Well how about how about the pro-life cause? Do these schools and their administrators say, "Hey, look, we know this is a matter of morality and faith for so many people in this country." And we know there's this pro-life march that takes place once a year, so it's only once a year. And if it takes place during the week, we just want you to know uh, that we want to encourage you. Not that you're just free to go. We want to encourage you to to uh, participate in it, to exercise your free speech rights, and to be uh, active citizens. Now, you know damn well there's not a public school in this country that would do that. Nope. And the superintendent sent
0: out an email... Letting all the parents know that this was going to be fully supported. and this that is all in Denver. We're going to be respected. Jefferson this?
1: County, Colorado. Yep. Mm-hmm. And by the way, were the administrators uh, smoking weed? Just curious. All right, James, you take care of yourself. We'll be right back. Much love in. You know, every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see you. Now, ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they actually built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and actually invites them to apply to your job. Now, these invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact... Eighty percent of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, you, my listeners, can try ZipRecruiter absolutely free. Yes, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. Now ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Now ladies and gentlemen, you know what happens in 40 minutes, correct? Just 40 minutes. I race out of the radio bunker, I race to the Ronald Reagan, Levin TV Studio, and I appear on your TV screen on the Fox News Channel at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And I hope you'll join me on Sean Hannity's show. He's a good friend. He does a great job. And I'll be there with him in 40 minutes. It's that fast. All right. Let us continue. Lou, Connecticut, on the Mark Levin Act Quickly, sir. Go. Mark, I'm raging. I first heard uh, Kamala. We're changing the accent now. Harris's uh, audio uh, on uh, your show. Wait a minute. Uh, it's Kamala and not Kamala? Yeah. Yeah, Mark. Get it right. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> it's absurd like everything else. Listen, she, that despicable Christopher Murphy, and that Cory Booker are all bomb throwers. And so is so is that Bandy Lee. She's actually a psychiatrist and she's she's attributing violence to Trump. Uh, all of these people are
4: disingenuous, and they're liars. They're making law enforcement officers apprehensive about doing their job, and the, real, the reality
0: is
1: a, a black perpetrator is more likely statistically to be shot by a black officer, even in the simulator. All right, you know, we don't even need to go there. These people who... Uh... Who want to drag race into this. I mean, I think of the, the families, particularly the parents of those kids and others and other people who were slaughtered, 17 of them, literally one month ago. And here we are having to debate Kamala, Kamala Harris. Imagine what these people think, how sick this is. That the yeah. lives of their babies or their husband or their wife, their loved ones has turned into this discussion. You know what I mean? Mark. Mark, that the, their policies, these Obama policies,
0: in part led to the tragedy because they're influencing the way police
1: do their jobs, the reporting, and uh, and the way. But, but I, I would add, Lou, even now, they oppose training teachers or other professionals getting into these schools, protecting these classrooms, and if we don't do that. You and I both know it's not a prediction, it's a fact that this will happen again and again and again. We need people in place who know how to kill killers or would-be killers. That's why we have them at our airports. That's why we have marshals on our airplanes. That's why if you go to Capitol Hill, they're surrounded with protection. So I would say this to Kamala or Kamala Harris. If you think... that we have enough guns in schools... that I think we have enough guns... on Capitol Hill. Because she and I both know... that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about putting trained professionals in place... to protect little kids... and teachers. And her comment... her comment which certainly suggests... But I believe is unequivocal that teachers out there are systemically racist as a group because of the way they punish minorities versus non-minorities. And to ask the FBI, who was in front of her, one of their representatives, is he not concerned? Is he not concerned with this, considering people are talking about arming teachers? What the hell did she mean by that? That teachers are more likely to kill minorities? Interested in solving the problem, Mark. She needs to not only be exposed, Lou, she needs to be pressed on this. She needs to be questioned on this. Because I, honestly, have never heard anything as outrageous as what came out of her mouth. And the teachers in this country should be furious. And I am not twisting a damn thing. You heard the audio, didn't you, Lou? That's that's why you play it. The whole world heard the audio. I didn't put words in her mouth. She put words in our ears, and we're listening. All right, Lou, you take care of yourself. These are frustrating days, aren't they, ladies and gentlemen? I'm here to try and help. But they're frustrating for me, too, just so you know. And I I don't know if we're going to solve this. I mean, in terms of limiting the amount of carnage, we can never end it, that's for sure. Evil is evil. But we can try and limit it. And we have forces in this country, progressive ideological forces, teachers' unions, who do not want to help take the steps. There will not be an answer in Capitol Hill. There will not be an answer in Washington. The main answer is in these school districts, right down at the school level. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I will see you, please, in 30 minutes on Sean Hannity's show on Fox. I'm running out of here, and I'll see you then. Take care.